Royal Stanley of Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, offering securities through United Planners Financial Services member FINRA SIPC, guides clients with empathy in discovering and reaching their financial goals and creates financial plans for clients so they can live their life by design. In these episodes, he relates his expert financial insights and discusses timely topics. Royal strives for excellence and has a passion for sharing his knowledge and supporting his community. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to Life by Design with Royal Stanley of Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors. Royal, good afternoon. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Eric? I am doing fantastic. I'm uh, I'm excited. You gave me a little bit of a, a hint as to what we're talking about, and you said, we need to talk about time management. So what's going on with that? Yeah, I, I thought this would be a good time uh, to to talk about the concept of time management, mm-hmm. uh, especially as a new father. You know, you 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 find oh, that yes. you have limited time, <laughs> not as much time as you you once had. But uh, you know, especially now that there's two and they can gang up on you, uh, yeah. you got to be really careful with those uh, those precious moments. Yeah, well, technically, you know, you're probably not sleeping as much, so you've actually got extra time to do things around the house, right? <laughs> Is that how that works? Is I th- that how that I works? think so, yeah, because all of our best time is done at 3 a.m. when we can't sleep because of children. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's terrible <laughs> advice. Don't do not don't do that. That really is terrible <laughs> Sorry. I'll let you give the advice on the show. How about that? No, no. You, you, you can jump in, but, you know, let's... Uh... <laughs> Okay. Let's take it easy there with those 3 a.m., uh, you know, <laughs> best time to do your work. Uh, yeah, especially ideas. construction work. Yeah. Yeah, bad, bad <laughs> idea. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So what spurred yeah. this for you? Why, why did you think this was the topic that we need to talk about today? Really just kind of going into the idea of how important it is, especially in, I think, today's age where mm-hmm. things are moving so fast, things are changing, the pace of the world. All of these things are really making us, I think, a little bit less efficient than, than we, we could be. Uh, every ding on our phone, every new mm. news story, you know, there's, there's just so many things looking to gain our attention right now yeah. and take us off of the, our, where our focus should be is on, on the task at hand that's in front of us. So mm-hmm. coming up with some ideas for productivity and time management, probably a good place to start and... Uh, take a look at there. And, you know, when we talk about time management, that's really a misnomer. We can't manage time. Mm-hmm. We can't create more time. As, as much as I keep praying for more time, yeah. uh, we just can't do it. But what we can do is become more productive with the time that we have. And, you know, that's really what I want to just spend some time on is, is how to squeeze some more uh, productivity out of the time we do have for those tasks between uh, changing diapers and, uh, you know, doing the dishes and uh, all those other things that, uh, uh, come up here. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, I know that with the new baby, there's obviously changes to your entire household and your time and the ability to quote unquote manage time. Um, what are you finding in your own personal life? That's, that's either you struggle with, or you're, that's helping you through this time, not just the baby, but you're, you're running a very successful business. Um, you've got employees that are counting on you. You've got other people, you know, partners that are working with you. You really are spreading yourself around quite a bit. So tell me about that. Yeah, that's an excellent question. You know, you do have so many things. And, you know, I got this from one of the coaches I use, uh, Peter Montoya, who does a lot of good work in this. Mm -hmm. And he really came up with the idea um, or shared it with me of having an action mantra, uh, which is really just a saying that you say to yourself to kind of refocus on things. Some examples of that are, you know, just do it. The the old Nike slogan. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, one I'm seeing um, uh, around quite a bit there, I think, on uh, the memes and uh, uh, the interwebs right now is no one cares, work harder. <laughs> Which, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, is 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 a little uh, straight and to the point. But when it comes to just putting your head down and getting your job done, I can think of a lot of the people I knew growing growing up the the older uh, loggers and people who worked out in the woods where I grew up. Uh, that was really their mantra. Nobody cares if if it hurts. Nobody cares if if you you don't want to be doing it. Just keep working harder. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But but I find an, an action, action mantra is a great way of trying to refocus things there. Uh, another tool uh, that I really like is uh, the Eisenhower matrix, or huh. the another way of saying that is the urgent importance uh, matrix. So uh, what I thought I'd do is just take a few minutes and describe what that looks like and kind of give, give the listeners some hints here of, of how to start thinking about some of the things that are on their to-do list uh, every day and how to prioritize those things because this really comes down to what are you prioritizing in that list of uh, tasks you have to get to each day. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to hear about this. I mean, I've, I've worked with people with time management for a very long time. I've actually never heard of the Eisenhower matrix, so this is intriguing to me. Oh, excellent, excellent. So named after uh, our 34th president, uh, who was also a, a very successful general, helped uh, win World War II for us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really just a way of thinking about um, what you have in front of you there. So if we, if we think of, um, you know, two axes, on the top we have important, on the bottom we have not important, mm-hmm. and on the left-hand side we have urgent, and on the right-hand side, we have not urgent. And so that kind of divides this up into four quadrants there. So we have an, an urgent and important quadrant mm-hmm. in the, uh, the top left-hand side. We have an important but not urgent uh, in the top right-hand side. On the bottom left quarter, we have urgent, not important. And then finally, we have not urgent, not important. And so let's just talk through that yeah. uh, and what that looks like. So really, if we're looking at that top left uh, corner, uh, that's really urgent and important. Think of those as crises and emergencies. Those are things that uh, are urgent. They have to get done right away. Things that just kind of come out of the blue that can't wait. Um, so that's kind of the most important category mm-hmm. uh, that can often take us by surprise there. Now, part of this is making sure that you're not just putting everything into that quadrant because there certainly are some things that pop up that are urgent, but maybe not important, and they are going to drop down into uh, that lower quadrant. Mm-hmm. The next one is, if we're looking at this, the important but not urgent category. And this, I think, is really one of the most important categories for us to focus on. Okay, This is really where... I think some of we, we do some of our most high value work. These are the things where you need more time, maybe more creativity is needed. This is really where um, you're doing your planning, your preparation, your thoughtful and creative work. So th- that upper right quadrant is really where you probably want to spend a, a good amount of time e- when, when you're prioritizing your day. Mm-hmm. Now, what can happen though? is things can 
migrate from that important but not urgent category over into the urgent category if you don't take care of them in a timely fashion. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if, if it's doing your taxes in January, you know, it's important, not urgent. Mm-hmm. On April 14th, uh, important and it, urgent. It's, it's important and urgent. <laughs> yeah. I, and, and the first thing that came to mind when you brought this up was was paying bills, right? Because yeah. a lot of people, uh, I remember the old days where, uh, well, I guess I'm dating myself now, but my wife would actually, we'd sit down and she'd get the checkbook out and she's, you know, she's going to do some bill paying and we're, we're doing that on a certain evening or whatever. Um, now it's more digital, but it's still the same thing where, you need to make sure these bills are paid. It's important, but it's not necessarily urgent until you know, okay, the due date's coming up and it's tomorrow. You can move that over to the cat, the other category, move that to the left. That makes perfect sense. I love that. Perfect. Perfect. And, and as you described that, I just visualize a Norman Rockwell painting yes. of, uh, of, of your wife guiding you through how to pay bills. Yeah, exactly. She's got the <laughs> abacus out. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not that old. All right. Maybe. Okay. Good, good, good. So that bottom quadrant there where it's urgent but not necessarily important. So in that bottom quadrant, uh, think of some things like, you know, phone calls, some emails. You know, so, some phone calls are very important, but but others, you know, kind of just an interruption. Emails much the same way. You know, the amount of emails re- we receive, probably only 5 to 10% of those are things that really need our attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of those are just notifications and that sort of thing. So we, we probably don't want to spend a whole lot of time in that bottom quadrant there. And then finally, that last quadrant, not important, not urgent, those are really time wasters. Those mm-hmm. are social media, just surfing the internet, you know, watching TV mindlessly. Mm-hmm. And we're not saying that you can't do those things, but if you're trying to accomplish your to-do lists, Probably not things you you want to be doing during the time you've set aside to get things done. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm I'm all for kind of unwinding, unplugging your brain, and relaxing every once in a while. But when when you have other things that need your attention, that's a great way of losing that time that you've set aside to complete those tasks. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, are you recommending that those other three boxes be pretty much completely empty before you go into the not urgent, not important, or do you have some other thoughts on that? Yeah, and we'll 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 kind of talk through some ideas here of how to prioritize this. All right, but yeah, really, you you want to try to limit time wasters as much as possible, or really tightly schedule those. Mm -hmm. If if you say, okay, I just need you know, 10 minutes just to kind of unplug and go on Facebook or Twitter or, you know, just read the news. Great. Do that, but set a timer for mm, it. Yes. That way, you know, 10 minutes of web surfing doesn't turn into an hour and, you know, you're, you're trying to just uh, figure out what you just bought on Amazon. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so really what we want to come back to there is just thinking about the things on our to-do lists and begin prioritizing those so we're taking care of those things that are most important uh, and then looking at that urgency level. Mm-hmm. Because as much as we would love to just be doing high-value work all the time, um, it's it's often not possible because of those things that are urgent uh, that, that do take away our atten- attention. One book I really want to bring up is Deep Work 
by Cal Newport. This book, I think, came out uh, last year. Uh, Cal is a uh, professor uh, talking about the ideas of uh, time management here and also the value of focused work. And this is really, I think, one of the best books when we're looking at that um, not urgent but important quadrant Mm -hmm. of how valuable it is to really set aside and schedule time to do that deep planning, that deep creativity, yes. uh, deep cre- creative work that really we can get a lot of value out of versus just kind of jumping from, you know, urgent task to urgent task. Um, you know, really a powerful book. I, I, I really re- cannot recommend it highly enough um, as just a different way of looking at the way we're allocating uh, our time throughout our day. Yeah, absolutely. And that reminds me of something that I, I did with clients uh, right off the bat, usually when I start working with a larger firm, um, is doing a cons- uh, an off-site retreat. And it's incredibly important because what you're doing is you're disabling the ability to be interrupted by people within the office. So the people that were going on the retreat, we would go outside of the office, outside of that environment. They would not have their laptops and computers in front of them. Uh, we would shut the phones off as far as the alerts were concerned to do that deep work that they needed to do that you were, you were speaking of, getting creative, looking at the growth for the companies and doing all these things. If you're constantly being distracted by other things, it, you just can't possibly focus and, and be as creative as you could possibly be if you're able to shut all that out and just have that time to let your brain do what it's supposed to do and, and be creative and, and create things that you want to create. Absolutely. And that that's one of the reasons why I set aside at least one day a week mm-hmm. um, to really focus on, you know, kind of those, those deeper long-term planning goals that we have. It's a day where I don't really meet with clients. I don't schedule phone calls or anything like that on that day. Mm-hmm. It's really a day for me to uh, do that focused work. And I, and I just, I feel like that that's extremely valuable, you know, personally and to my practice. Yeah. Let, let me ask you a question, Royal. Also, you bring up a really good point as far as all the different alerts that we receive for those that are working in business, or maybe they own their own business and a computer is essential and email is essential. I've always, uh, you want know, to work with clients. The first thing I tell them is that you just have to help train the people around you of what the expectations are and and how you're going to work most effectively meaning if you i suggest that they turn off all their email alerts and they schedule time you know they block some time every day maybe twice a day usually to go in and look at their emails because let's face it nobody emails us saying my house is on fire bring a hose and a bucket right if if there's something urgent somebody's going to call you um, and just helping people to understand, hey, if you email me, that's fine. But I have a couple times during the day that I retrieve emails. I look through them. I respond to them. Um, so if I don't get back to you right away, it's it's okay. I am going to read your email today. What, what are your thoughts on that? Is that something that you do or do you have a different method? Uh, you're calling me out here. That is something I strive to do and I am terrible at it. That is probably one of the areas where, you know, I can definitely work to be better uh, but uh, I tend to be checking my, my email, you know, probably five or six times a day. And so that that's a challenge for me personally. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something I know I should be doing, you know, uh, you know, half hour in the morning, half hour in the afternoon. But, uh, yeah, that that's uh, that's one of my weaknesses there is, OK, what's going on? What is what do people need? And 
And oftentimes, you know, just, just looking at those emails, sometimes there are important and urgent matters that need to happen. Mm-hmm. And other times, you know, it, it can just wait until later on in the day where we set aside that time. But I think you bring up a, an important uh, piece of all this is, is talking about Parkinson's law. And I, I don't know if you're familiar with it. I'm not. But uh, Parkinson's law basically just states work will fill to fill to basically take up the time that you have to do it. So if you have eight hours free uh, to check all your emails and get them taken care of, it will probably take you eight hours to fill. You'll just find hmm. different areas to uh, kind of fill your time with. Maybe you'll get distracted. Maybe you'll get down this rabbit hole or that rabbit hole. But if you give yourself 20 minutes to get that task done, um, you know, you'll be able to get it done in that period of time. So it's really looking at how much time are you giving yourself or are you leaving it open-ended? Because if you leave something uh, open-ended, you know, you're going to procrastinate. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to take a lot more time than, than what's necessary to get that done. So that's where setting a time limit can be uh, pretty beneficial to getting through a task. And if you, if you need more time to get through it, schedule more time to take care of what, what wasn't finished that first uh, go through. If you've ever looked at the Pomodoro method, which I think is a pretty powerful way of scheduling your work, that's really just looking at, you know, a, a specified period of time. Uh, sometimes it's, uh, you know, I think 20, 22 or 27 minutes where you just say, I'm going to work as hard as I can for 27 minutes. I'm not going to get distracted. I'm just going to be focused on the ta- task at hand. And at the end of that, I'm going to take a five to 10 minute break. That's a great way of getting things done. We look at some of the statistics from um, employees and how much work they're getting done in a given day uh, and how much work is actually being accomplished. In an eight hour shift, uh, I think the average comes in that about three hours of work is done each day. Hmm. Wow. That's... And the, the rest is, you know, just taken up with interruptions uh, tasks shifting and, and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's one thing that we have also found, uh, during this time of COVID in 2020, uh, that those businesses that shifted to people working from home, a lot of times they, the, the employees were more productive because they would do a task and they were able to walk away. Like as my wife, as an example, she would work for two or three hours and then she would walk away when it was warmer. She'd go outside and, and do a little bit of weeding in the yard or do a little bit of landscaping that she liked to do for 20 or 30 minutes and then get right back to work. But it was so refreshing and rejuvenating that she was able to accomplish way more because of those kind of planned breaks, as opposed to being in an office, eight straight hours, you know, and, and maybe, maybe you have a lunch break, but the interruptions and everything else that are happening, uh, we, we saw a lot more productivity in businesses across the country because of that. Uh, yeah. And I think a lot of that depends on what your home's like. True. So, so (laughs) if you have kids, you know, there, there's, uh, two of you at home, uh, there can often be a lot of distractions there that can, can really make that difficult. So, um, you know, I think one of the interesting things uh, about going through COVID that we'll see is what does work look like afterwards? Because I think there's definitely going to be people who say, oh, I love working from home. I get so much more done. You know, I, I'm much more productive. Uh, this, this is really great. And other people who are like, let me go back to the office so I can get away from my family. Mm, true. Yeah, very true. <laughs> <laughs> 
So just to take that into account as well. But uh, no, I think you're you're absolutely right. You know, so some of the interesting research done around that is it's the whole idea that when you get interrupted, someone pops their head into your office to ask a question, it takes you about five minutes to get back on track mm-hmm. to the task you were doing. So if you're getting interrupted by an email or a coworker or a phone call, you know, every 10 minutes or so, you're really not getting any work done because it's taking so long to reset your brain back to the task at hand. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree 100% with that. And, you know, that's that's one thing, you know, talking about the whole idea of, of trying to ward off interruptions of scheduling time with yourself, scheduling time where, you know, if, if you have an office where you shut the door and just say, yep. I'm going to spend the next hour, don't, don't, don't bother me with questions, phone calls, that sort of things, if possible. Not everybody has that, that opportunity, but it's certainly something where you can turn off your phone, turn off your email, and really try to focus in on that task uh, to get it done. Uh, and, you know, try to do that higher value work that, uh, that we talked about. So, yeah. um, I, you know, I think, I think there's a lot of different strategies here, the, but the number one thing that has, you have to do is you have to see you have to kind of see and recognize that there's a problem there with the, with, with the way we try to um, move through our day and prioritize those tasks. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know if most people realize this, but most smartphones out there right now have a master button that is do not disturb. It will, mm-hmm. your, your phone calls don't come through, texts don't come through. They're there, but it doesn't come up on your screen. It doesn't alert you by sound. Um, and just like you said, if you could just do that for that one hour, um, you're Did able you just to describe the off button. No, no, there is that too. <laughs> but, uh, there, there's, there is a do not disturb button. Mm-hmm. It's just right there. Yep. You click it and it'll tell you do not disturb turned on until such and such time. And you can just always turn it off when you're done. So with all that being said, one concept that I just want to kind of bring to the listeners is uh, the to-do list. You know, it's a revolutionary thing. You write down what you need to do, and then you do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> New technology. <laughs> yes, yes. So that's, that's an oversimplification there. But uh, one strategy that I've seen work really well is to just take a four-by-four four Post-it note. So not, not too big. You can only fit about eight to ten things on a post-it note if you're if you're writing them out, mm-hmm. um, and just take that every morning or every evening as you're preparing to to leave for the day and write out your to-do list for the day or the next day, and then look through that list and start thinking about that Eisenhower matrix of okay, what's what's urgent and important, and then put an A next to that item. That's, that's kind of the, the, one of the top priorities there. Go through, find the things that are, are, are important, but maybe not urgent. Put a B next to those. Mm. And then for those, those things that are going to pop up that you know, are urgent but not really important, just put a C next to those. You probably won't have too many Ds on there at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but what that allows you to do is kind of say, okay, well, what, what are the things that I should really focus on getting done? What are the things that I have to get done? And what are the things that can probably just wait? Um, and, you know, if I don't get to them, I don't get to them. You know, and then from there, uh, a couple of other strategies when you look through that list is if there's anything on your list where you need an input from other people. So if you need to schedule something, if you need a piece of information uh, or a deliverable from a, from a coworker, 
you know, the first thing you should do is take those uh, first thing in the morning and do those things. That way, you're not waiting until the end of the day to, you know, try to schedule something with the coworker or get a piece of information, mm -hmm. you know, from the boss that you need to, to have to go on to the next task. Uh, so if you can get through those things kind of first thing, that's an excellent way of managing th those tasks. Next, just kind of start going down through that list uh, based on your priority. So what's what's the most urgent and important item? Okay, what's what's next? What's next? And begin working your way through that. Um, one of the best books I've read uh, on this concept is Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. Uh, Brian's a, a great, very prolific writer uh, about development, time management, a whole host of, of things. But mm -hmm. Eat That Frog really is, is I think, one of the best um, product, productivity ideas out there of the first thing you do in the morning is the hardest task. Um, you know, you go out there, you eat the frog because, uh, as, as he puts in the book, if you eat the frog, everything else that you do the rest of the day won't be that bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. So just some ideas for our listeners to take as they're looking at their day. Uh, how can they really get uh, more productive? You can't create more time, but you can create more productivity and efficiency. So, uh, and what we'd love to hear from uh, our listeners on is what do they use? Uh, do they have some tips and tricks that, uh, you know, we can share with our, with our listeners down the road of different ways that they manage their time or, yeah. or their responsibilities. So feel free to uh, reach out by email or, you know, on social. Uh, let us know what you think uh, about productivity and how do you deal with uh, these ever-increasing demands on our time and attention. Yeah, that's fantastic. I would love to hear from the audience. So uh, please, by all means, what, what email should they send that stuff to, Royal? Yeah, you can just email me at royal at opfa.com or info at opfa.com. Perfect. Royal, thank you so much for your time today. This was a great podcast. Loved it. Excellent. Good to talk with you. You too. And our th last thank you goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the Life by Design podcast with Royal Stanley. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Royal comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Life by Design podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The views expressed are those of the presenter and may not reflect the views of United Planners Financial Services. Material discussed is meant to provide general information and is not meant to be construed as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. Individual needs vary and require consideration of your unique objectives and financial situation. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Advisory services offered through Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, Inc. Securities offered through United Planners Financial Services of America, member FINRA and SIPC. Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, Inc. and United Planners Financial Services are independent companies.